Welcome back to our year-end stream of thought, episode number 55. And before we begin, we just want to give a, a quick shout-out to one of our sponsors, SMT Architects, uh, based out of Lombard, Illinois. We use their studio. You can find them at smt-architects.com and also by The Drywall Doctor on YouTube, uh, how to channel for everything drywall related if you want to repair stuff so check them out on youtube and with that episode number 55 what do we talk about well we can pretty much start it off pretty quickly i mean we just do a recap on the highs and lows and everything that we thought of for this last year and kind of what we hope to see on the horizon of 2018 man yeah what was 2017 like for us and what will 2018 be like so that it will only unfold with time so with that being said episode number 55 stream of thought we hope you enjoy. Happy New Year's, man. About to welcome in 2018. I already feel like I want to start 2018 today with how successful this morning the morning was. Dude, it was so enjoyable doing launching our Patreon. The Drywall Doctor is now like out there in the world yeah it's it's birthed into the social media bring people realm. up to speed real quick about what we're talking about for yeah so know. so for the past year and a half i've been managing a youtube channel called the drywall doctor and i came across ray back in what late 2016 late 2016 and we started working together he was he's a really charismatic entertaining person and so i'm like i'll do some videos for you we were you, me, and Neil were doing the VNR media right. at that time, trying to do, trying to do interview shows and race to 100 and all these other like fun things. So I was integrated into this YouTube world, and I said, "It's easy enough. You have a good product. Let me see if I can do something. Put it out there." It took off like I could have never expected in 2017. It has just exploded. And I mean, Victor's probably sick of me talking about it just because I feel like I talk about no, it all I the time off talking air. About it. I mean, uh, I don't really bring this up while we're talking on the podcast, but this is something I'm just like all the time is just very exciting to see its growth. And so today we're like going into 2018. We have uh, the channel has over 3000 subscribers now. That's about 3,000 more than it had this time last year. Which is, yeah, I mean, we... 2,950 we, we more have, than last year. Yeah, we have, like, 3,114 subscribers right now at this moment we're recording, and I think it was a year ago we had, like, 114 subscribers. <laughs> so we've gained 3,000 this whole year. We haven't put out any advertising. We haven't done any promotional stuff. We just put out content. We try to get better every week. I try to get better with my editing. I mean, he's already got the perfect content, so it's yeah. just for me presenting it in a way. And now now that we have like a healthy community of probably a good 500 to 1,000 people watch videos that are posted on a weekly basis and we post three a week, and we thought, why not try and take it to the next level? And the best way to take it to the next level is what's called Patreon, which is a crowdfunding uh, platform for people to donate as little as one dollar a month to a endeavor cause that they uh, that they like to help independent creators ideally make a career or a job profession out of actually doing it. So that's what we did today. Went over, did a live stream for like a half an hour. Ray answered viewers' questions that have sort of been building up over the past couple of weeks. Uh, and then we announced that we're doing all the social media launch, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Snapchat, et cetera, et cetera. 
And uh, so yeah, and Victor got a chance to come with, yeah, and uh, that was we're, neat. we're we're trying. I felt like uh, a little bit like the Hunger Games. Like it was good to be around Ray again because I hadn't seen him since he since was, we interviewed since him. Since we right? interviewed him, oh wow, almost okay. a year ago. Yeah, wow, and, that was uh, a year ago that you met to, him. I only yeah. get to see his personality when I just happen to watch a couple of the videos here and there on YouTube. But then just to like see his. Um, antics so to speak and just like his demeanor and just personality kind of shine through it was very fun for me again to see him in person oh yeah he's a character man (laughs) he's a very enjoyable person to be around yeah and he is also just as excited about this the potential for this channel too so he's all on board we just ordered t-shirts that'll be great we're getting 30 30 t-shirts our first order first wave of t-shirts coming in um, in a couple of weeks. So yeah, I have no idea. Uh, obviously it's not, you know, it took us a year and a half to get to the, this point right now. So I would imagine it's going to take like another six months to continue to build it up into something that can generate sustainable income for myself and, and Ray. So, cause it's looking more and more possible like yeah. that. That could be a, that could be something legit. So yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We don't have any Patreon supporters yet, but uh, I'll, I'll keep you updated. This we we just today. launched it like a half an hour ago, so it's not like we were expecting a, everyone to just yeah. come over from YouTube and be like, "Oh, let me give you money." Yeah, because Ray, even Ray himself, is like, "That's such a stupid thing." Like the idea that you'll just give money to random people who put out videos on the internet. Like, why would anyone do that? But it's, I mean, it's the era we live in right now, man. It's empowering people who have good information to share. And people love supporting a good cause. Like, people love supporting quality information, uh, entertaining characters. I mean, that's why Logan Paul got 3 million subscribers. Jake Paul or whoever that Paul dude is got, what, 5 million subscribers? No, and 10, million 10 million subscribers in, like in 333 days, I yeah, think. Yeah, less than a year. Days. Yeah. So it's all about, it's all about uh, the, the masses. If, yeah. the masses. if the masses like you, the masses will lift you up. I think it was really great that uh, that it's funny that that one time I asked you about comments that Ray has enough supporters where if one per if one person bad mouths him on the comment like there are other people that just like take this person down with other comments. Oh for yeah, him. it's great. The, he's got a legion. He's got a legion of followers now who will defend him <laughs> on his channel. Don't you come to our channel trying to be an a hole because yeah. they will they will rip you apart. And so that's kind of funny because I've all like our channel, VNR Media, when we tried that out, it was hit or miss. I mean, people were like friendly for the most part, but no one ever defended us when people said yeah. shit on our comments. So it's it's weird seeing people who are like actively engaged, like more than that, looking through the comments and being like yeah. because there are people who ask questions, just random people who ask questions about things, and you have you have these subscribers who have been subscribed since the, probably the first hundred subscribers. Uh, answering the questions because they're also professional drywall tapers and hangers. So mm. um, I don't think I mentioned the topic. It's like a how-to channel. That's yes. the whole. That's the whole concept of the channel. But even not- if you do not enjoy doing the DIY or you don't know anything about drywall, it's still a fun. Just fun to watch. He's Ray. such. He's such a charismatic personality where you can just like sit and listen to him yes. for a bit. It's like, oh, this is nice. This is pleasant to my ears. I love all the jokes that he has. Oh. Yeah, hang around with him for a year and you'll have heard them all about three times so they become less and less funny each time he replies so literally he'll be telling jokes and it's gotten to the point right now where it just it's in one year I don't even realize he's telling yeah. a joke I just continue to work and it's just like oh ha ha, ha yeah <laughs> it's like oh, I think I heard that one before 
But it's it. Oh my goodness! It's so exciting! It's so exciting! And uh, and so yeah, that's where that's where that is. I uh, I can't wait. I um, day by day. I heard you say earlier that you said something like, "Oh, it's a it's a great day. The weather's nice. It's uh, it's warmer. Uh, Twelve degrees. <laughs> Twelve today. degrees. I know. It's 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 a heat wave, man." <laughs> Like, how is the snow not melting at 12 degrees? I almost didn't leave my house yesterday. Did you see how cold it was last night with the wind chill? No. Without the wind chill, it was negative 2 in the Chicagoland suburbs, and then with the wind chill, it was negative 23. Really? Oh, yeah. And up in North Dakota, because I love looking at the coldest places in the country, up in, like, Fargo, North Dakota, it was negative 41 with the wind chill. Wow. They said... Uh, hypo, uh, frostbite, hypothermia, and death within 10 minutes if you go out uncovered. Jeez. Like, you just freeze to death if you walk outside. Yeah, I didn't leave my house yesterday until uh, about 2.30 in the afternoon because I was just afraid. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it just seemed so cold. And then I walked outside and the sun was out, too. And it's like, oh, it's really... It's a little It's better. cold, but yeah. it's not as bad as I thought it was going no. to be. And then I thought to myself, too, like, well... I I had a feeling that if I didn't y- use my car at all yesterday, then it wouldn't start today. So I was like, I need an excuse just to start my car and, like, get it running. Yeah. So I yeah. went to the gym and came back, and it was totally fine. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it's still cold. It's still cold, but... But I'm looking at the forecast for next week. Like, it'll be 26 degrees. I'm like, nice. It'll be like... It'll feel like spring almost if we've been in these... Uh, Single digits, Dude, 26 degrees, I can handle that you can now. tell. You can tell how uh, traumatic this weather is because this is the third episode in a row that we've talked about weather for yes. more than a couple of minutes. Yes. And you can tell, like, it's not just we're talking about weather to talk about weather. This is like, no, this, this is, is what's pain. on everybody's This mind. is the definition of pain and tragedy is this is this weather we're experiencing right now. And it's all across the north. Yeah. All across the north. It's the, the jet stream, the Arctic Circle's moving down a little bit in the jet stream, so... I, um, man, just, we can come back on weather, but just switch it up. <laughs> no, we can totally move. The other day, I, so you see right now I'm smelling my fingers because the other day I was like, why do my, my, why do my fingers smell weird? Did you hook onion, onions? No, no, almost. Listen, so like last night I was in, I think it was last night or the night before I was like in bed. I'm like, why do my fingers smell weird? I can't, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. It's never happened to me when I cook onions. I do. It's never happened to me. No. How? That's all. It always. Go on. What was it? Garlic. I figured out it was garlic because I took a, a garlic clove and I put it into one of those little things that mashes it up. Oh. And then I used my okay. fingers to get the little pieces of grit out of it. And what I was thinking about onions is sautéing onions. I'm talking about like sautéing stuff. Like whenever I sauté anything. My hands reek of whatever it is that I, I saw taste stuff, but I don't touch it with my bare hands. I don't touch it with my bare <laughs> hands. Like, oh, I'm picking it out of the saucer. And this is like, uh, this would have been on Friday. So this is now two days. I don't know how many times I've washed my hands just throughout the course of those days where my yeah. fingers still smell. And I'll be like going to bed and I'll have my hands up to my head like this because I'm cold. I'll pull the covers over me. And then I'll be, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I'll have a smell of garlic. Yeah. And I just... Yeah, just, garlic's I, bad. Oni- I mean, onions, dude, will stay... Because normally it's for a recipe, so, like, ground beef, I'll be cooking up the ground beef yeah. with the onions. 
But that smell will stay on my hands for probably three, two to three days. It doesn't matter how much I wash them or anything. Like I that. wonder it's just, it, they, it goes into the pores. I wonder though if you can get it stinks. out with like that, uh, with like that uh, industrial soap that people oh, yeah. use to like the get goop, grease. Goop. It's off. like a they got like little like tree sap of, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, they got like little tiny little gritty things in it. To Maybe I've never tried out. that before. It's never bothered me that much, but it's always been noticeable. That's why I always try to be careful when I'm cooking to not have the lid off the pan. Cause if I'm working over the pan for an extended period of time, it just goes up into the pores and it stays there. So, uh, do you remember how, when we cooked one t- or when we were talking one time, we were talking about cooking and I was like, I hate cooking. And you're like, I love cooking. The other day on Friday, when I was using the garlic, I was making like, Lamb, uh, I think it was lamb chops is what it was. Okay. And I thought to myself, you know what? I think I'm kind of having a little fun with this, doing some garlic, throw some rosemary on there, cooking this in some butter because I can. I had, it's so funny because yesterday I had the exact same experience. I'm like, I fucking hate But that's cooking. seldom. Because I was making an omelet or trying to make an omelet. And I had sautéed mushrooms. I had uh, – but then I tried to throw some tomato in there too, diced up tomato. Well, it turns out when you add tomato in there, there's a little bit of water in the tomatoes yeah, that leak into the freaking eggs. Yeah. And it literally turned it into a pile of slop. Burn my hand. Burn my uh, – <laughs> got, got stuff everywhere. Spent 15 minutes cleaning up afterwards. More time cleaning up than I was <laughs> eating. And here I'm, I'm trying to flip it over because I'm trying to make an omelet. So I'm trying to put like cheese in there. But – you know, for me, I always have trouble with eggs of, like, getting it consistent, so I tend yeah. to flip it over and let it cook on this. Try to flip it over, it just falls apart. It's like, ah! I was so – I was cursing up a storm. I was – uh, th- last week, I was making pudding just because I could. I had a box of vanilla pudding, and I followed the instructions, throw it in there, put, put in the milk, and it says, you know, whisk it <laughs> by hand or with a machine for two to three minutes and just let it sit for five minutes and it's good. And I'm, just, and I'm, and I'm whisking this thing by hand and I'm like, after a while, I'm like, this thing isn't just, it's not coagulating. This thing is still like liquid, in liquid form. Yeah. Like this thing isn't becoming the, the, <laughs> the pudding that it's supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, what the hell? So I'm keep going. I keep going. And I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I know how milk is. Like you got to, you know, really churn it up. So I was like, all right, I bring out the machine, right? And I realize this is still the same uh, machine that I think my parents had gotten for a wedding gift in 1983. This thing looks so old school and it still works. So I use the machine and I'm like, what the hell? It's still not, you know, um, turning into like a more pudding-like texture. It's still liquid. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? So then I think to myself, oh, well, you know what? I can maybe add some flour. Like you can add flour to anything to like thicken it up. So I add some flour and I see that the flour is like wheat flour. It's not like the bleached white. I'm like, uh, it'll still work. It'll be fine. So I put that in there and it gets thicker, but it's still not that pudding texture mm. and i'm just like what the fuck okay maybe it needs to like sit in the fridge for a little bit yeah so where you it, can't figure out that i cover it i cover it up i put it in the fridge and i'm and i'm looking back at the instructions and i'm like how did i mess this up okay mix this with two cups of milk pour in the contents and just mix that's it there's nothing else and let it sit for five minutes after it gets that consistency and you're good to go 
So I come back to the refrigerator a few hours later, and it's still not like pudding. I'm like, okay, there has to be something up with this. And I and I take a spoon just to taste it, and I know it's like more liquid than it should be. And sure enough, nope, I this totally tastes like flour right now. But it doesn't matter because it doesn't taste it doesn't feel like pudding. Then I realized where the mistake was made. Uh oh. Where? Take a guess. Uh it was too it was, you put in too much milk. It was not no. supposed to be enough. No. I put it I did everything correct except this is the only thing I can think of. I drink almond milk. Not regular milk. Why would you milk. use almond milk? Didn't, Are you a freaking idiot? It didn't occur to me. Oh my god! I use of almond milk. That's the reason. I use. I use. A, Holy crap! <laughs> that's like one oh one of cooking is you never use anything but regular milk if a recipe calls for milk. Yeah, Ever. It you, just didn't that's occur. That's not real to me. milk. It that's not actual. Make, I know. Milk. Oh my god! That, that makes total sense. It's nut make, juice is what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almond I was milk. like, there's no way you could have been that stupid. No, that's <laughs> what it was. Wow. I just didn't think. About really, it. Really, bro? I didn't do you guys only it. have almond milk? No, in your house? I use almond. I but you had regular milk. milk in there, so like you yeah. pick it out between yeah. the two, and you're like, I drink almond with, milk. I go with almond milk. Yeah. Well, I guess you learned something. <laughs> you so can't like, cook oh, with almond milk. That's how I screwed. That it makes up. so much sense because I'm like, yeah, no, that's totally. Yep, that is absolutely what happened. <laughs> I can't believe that. I I mean okay I mean I guess I've made some pretty one time too when I was maybe I can't remember how old I was I can't remember if I told this to you or not but I was maybe ten or twelve or fifteen I have no idea I was making a cake for my mom for her birthday I used regular milk I did the eggs I did everything correct because I love cake and eating cake batter I love eating cake batter so much I ate a little too much so when I took it out of the oven. It was like <laughs> it was like this hard like it wasn't even fluffy cake. The cake was maybe about a quarter of the density that it should have been. Or I'm, I should say this, I'm sorry. The the density of the cake was about four times that that it should have been and the height of the cake was about a quarter of what it should have been. Oh so it didn't even goodness. come out of the pan. It barely raised up in the pan. It was like this hard substance because I ate so much of it before putting it in the <laughs> oh my oven. goodness. That is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've messed up when it comes to putting the right amount of, like, liquid into something to make it the proper – never the type of liquid, but always the size. It's always – You can always add more. You never want to add – that's yeah. what I've realized. Yeah. No, that's so true. Unless you had almond milk, in which case you're pretty much yeah. screwed because yeah. you can't undo that. Wow. Well, then I thought maybe if I put only a cup instead of two cups of almond milk. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not willing to find out. I'll just go with regular uh, regular milk. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's a wise decision. So New Year's resolutions, anything anything for the, here's, the First of year? all, here's my problem with the New Year's resolution. Please. Okay. Please. So – there's too much emphasis like you need a new year to start something new. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you want to start something new, you got to do it that day. Yes. New Year's resolution and to resolve <laughs> something means there was a problem to begin with. So you and you don't to, have I, any problems. No, so no, 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 no. So you need to identify the problem. My thing is I think people don't – people – there's this – there's this perception that you could that is socially okay and almost expected to break your New Year's resolutions. 
Yeah, it's a cultural thing. It's like like you make it, and then and then you just go. How long do you can? So you go into it thinking, how long can I go until I break this? Oh, it's February. Oh, it's March. Or oh, it's two days later. Oh my goodness, haha. When really, if you take it seriously and think about what you want to plan, integrate it into your life. Yes. Yeah. And you need also start it about. I mean, you can start it on January 1st, but you really need to start it, one, when you get the idea, like, I want to change something. It just, even if it's July, if you want to change something about yourself. Uh, you but if you're, if, you're so re- nice. if you're revving up to yeah. it, if you are going to rev up to it, you got to start doing it at least two to three weeks in advance to start building that habit. Yeah. Well, I think you're right in just making the decision to make the change. It's like you don't need to wait for a period to be like, I'm going to be a better person in some regard yeah. or another. You just say, okay, like when New Year's comes around, it'd be like, oh, okay, like this is something I can change here now because New Year's resolutions, who remembers their New Year's resolution from the previous year? I do. Mine was not to well, drink alcohol for six months. Yeah, yours is a little different. That you're was, you're uh, a little more, and that's, again, that, you, you don't have a lot of like internal issues when it comes to yeah. like you're a pretty stable, normal person who lives a pretty, like, healthy and, what do you call it? Um, Non-self-destructive life. Non-self-destructive <laughs> life. And honestly, 90% of people live some sort of destruct- destruction in their life on a regular basis. I think that you're relatively destruction-free. I don't think that there's anything that really... So, I mean, for you, like, a New Year's resolution, I feel like, is more of a fun game than, like, a fixing something that's broken kind of thing. Yeah. Because with the not drinking thing, it was just like, oh, this is a challenge. Like, this will be fun kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, Like, to see if I can, I can do it. But um, now I got my planner... The same one that I got you that I was going to give Neil but decided not to nice. because he bailed yes. on us when we were going to hang out one time. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take it more seriously and, like, write things down that I want to do in, like, by the end of January, by the end of March, by the end of June, and then, like, for a year. So I think well, I'm going to take good, it a little like more. A I think I'm going to take it more seriously. It's not a bad idea. I might actually do that also. But, yeah, I mean, I'm of, I'm of the same mindset uh, with New Year's resolutions that – they're meaningless unless, you know, you've made that decision to change something, but that decision is going to come when it comes. It's not going to And be, it could be little. It could be like, it could be like, I'm going to make my bed every morning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like it's it could be little things. But it's got to be something that you... I already make my bed every morning, but go ahead. Oh, I got it. I know. That's, maybe that'll be my oh. New Year's resolution, make my bed every morning. <laughs> yeah. No, but you got to, I mean, you. it has to be something that's sort of on your mind on a constant basis. You make it a priority. So that's why... I don't know. I mean, New Year's resolutions like working out and stuff like that. Just, I mean, that's where gyms get most of their membership dues is people saying they're going to work out and then never using their yeah. membership again come February. Yeah. Um, which is why I never get a gym membership. I'll run in this freaking weather if I have to. Yeah. No need to pay for a space. But you need to be specific, not just like, I'm going to start working out. Like, okay, so then what does that that's mean? Okay, I'm going to work out. I'm going to exercise three times per week. Okay. If you have the same schedule every day or whatever, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you got to, like, plan it out and be detail-oriented, not mm-hmm. just, like, I'm going to work out. And mm-hmm. then maybe it happens and maybe it doesn't. So I guess because we talked a little bit last episode about what we're looking forward to in 2018 for sure. But, I mean, it's it's New Year's Eve. We're on the We're on the eve of ending 2017. What's your takeaway from 2017? It can be personal. It can be global. Oh, it can be, man. Like, what are what are things that come to your mind when you think 2017 and you're heading into 2018? It's like, what, what did 2017 stand for? Wow. Like, okay. Yeah. So 2017, let's see. I guess without realizing it, it was the 
there was the dissipation of the straight up channel that ended in about March. But but I we ended on a real high note with I can't believe we were able to interview Elliot Hulse and Evan Carmichael. Yes. So that was pretty big. That was special. Um, there was the, I guess, I'll say, st- well, it was, I was still doing the Second City stuff. I started doing improv in January. Yeah, only that was took fan- one- that's right, because we had all met together. That's really when I did all, this whole year was all Second City, because I did one class in 2016 for the last term that was acting one that was the only thing i did and then i took like act and then two through four in the lab and all the improv classes and all okay this other so you stuff. started that in 2016 though so yeah it wasn't a 2017 start but you but really, my you journey really... my journey we're a bolt of 95 percent of it was 2017 because i bet in january you did not think that you were going to be like doing extra work for movies and tv shows no stuff I, like that, that stuff was on like my on the horizon like okay like, i'm like just starting to like get this stuff under my belt and now it's the past yeah. kind of thing i did do i did extra my very first time i did extra work was in march it was march 6th mm-hmm. i think on empire yeah so okay so recap okay now i was having some trouble difficulty okay so vnr media coming to an end um continuing journey at second city acting improv uh and doing extra work starting this podcast um what else was there i i had some more time this summer i was able to enjoy my summer a little bit more i went to the pool on several occasions um and i don't know what else I do not recall. Does that correlate in any way with anything? Oh, 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 okay. Um, I think it was just, I think this year just made me feel a lot more confident in my trajectory in Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Last year, I kind of started feeling like in limbo. And yeah. I like didn't really know what to you do. You wanted or to pick where, up and move to Cali, or where like, to, and just be like, "I'm moving to Cali. We'll make it work." But I realized I told you one time that like that. Looking back, that was me wanting to like escape Changing realities up. that I didn't was uh, too afraid to face. When and in, in, uh, what would have happened was anything else. It just would have fo- my my state of mind being in limbo would have just followed me there. But at least, but yeah, but yeah. with not moving there, I did the classes at Second City, started the podcast. So now I've kind of created a solid foundation for what I've done and what I want to do going moving into this new decade of entering my 30s. Well, by staying in Chicago, you were able to keep your support network. Yes. And you were also able to build connections into the world that you want to enter into, you know, at the same time, I learned a crap ton about this industry, about the film and TV, yeah, about the entertainment industry. I mean, your knowledge—I am just blown away by. So now I feel like if I went to California, I feel I feel properly equipped. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's one of those things yes. where you could totally. I mean, I think you'd be fine moving to California. Yeah, now. I mean, I you even went there to equipped. shoot a YouTube video. Yeah, I was there on. Um, I went there in July. That was my. That was my uh, that cop show or whatever. Yeah, uh, Southland 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 Bounty Hunters. Yeah, and uh, yeah, (laughs) my mom found that hilarious. My my hair was really long. Yeah, and then like a week later, I got it cut a few inches. But I wanted to I wanted to run away. I remember we did a podcast episode about this. I wanted to run away, but I was the fifth person, the fifth episode they were shooting that day, 
And they told me later, like, yeah, dude, we were just, everyone else ran. We were just so tired. That's why we just ran up on you right away and, like, tried to put you in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty cool. Yeah. Man. So, wow. That really was. So it was a year of building for you. Yes. A year of building. A year of building. Yes. Wow. What about for yourself? Mine was the year of reckoning. <laughs> the year of reckoning. That's right. It's so true. So many different things happened. I mean, I the biggest thing probably was winning the credit card debt lawsuit. That thing. was awesome. I mean, for that, and I got a letter a couple of weeks ago saying that they've notified credit reports. I no longer owe that money. So it's totally, wow. it's totally gone from my reports. Everything's satisfied. And now it's just a couple more, you know, like, but... It's again. It's it's one of those things where now that I've been through the process, it's a little more manageable. But so much anxiety this year. So mu- so much coming to terms. Okay. With, so, but how much anxiety did you suffer between January and would you say a bulk of the all anxiety? Of the anxiety. Okay. I aged like seventeen. But years. would you say the anxiety stemmed from the knowing from the credit card thing, or was it several different things? It was several was? different okay. things. It was trying to put my life back together, f- figuring out what I was going to do with the rest of my life, where I was going to go. Um, just trying to find hope in all of this despair because for the first time, you know, uh, it was, gosh, uh, I'd been in a recovery program for a year up until that point. And so 2017, like this was year number two of being in a recovery program. And I didn't really listen. I didn't really absorb year one in the program, what people were saying, the experiences, what it means to have a recovery program, what it means to be living a better and healthy life. And this past year, I've had so many points of revelation, but that's only because I've been willing to face my own like demons and, mm-hmm. and, and confront them. You know, I can always do a better job with honesty towards myself for sure. But I learned how to be honest with myself in a real way, in a real healthy way this year. When did you uh, feel alleviated when you realized all the anxiety or a bulk of it was had passed you? Like, was it maybe the again? I keep going back to the credit thing because that was a huge win. It was, was it like that. When was it? At what point were you able to sigh and just realize you didn't have that huge burden of just negativity? All of these things. Because I mean, I also went off probation this year too. That's September, right. That's so. right. That was that was also um, anxiety inducing because I had to go before the judge again, and so um, that was in September. And then the lawsuit was like a month later. So I mean, a lot of the anxiety was sort of lingering for the entire year. And even after I won that court case, I left, and it hadn't hit me because it was so abrupt. I mean, yeah. if you remember, it was just so just okay. It's like the 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 attorney for the fucking credit card industry is like, <laughs> we would like to withdraw this complaint, like. My favorite is when the other people waiting their turn were like, there's yeah, whispers like, oh, did he do, wait, wait, what? He just won? Like, what? yeah. And so it's like, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was lots of thumbs up leaving. So, I mean, that was, that was a cool experience, but I definitely didn't feel the release of stress because I'm like, there's no way it can be that simple, right? There's yeah. got to be like, they've got to be pulling a fast one or something. But I walk out of there and it, honestly, honestly, it probably wasn't until maybe a month or month, a month or two ago that I started really feeling optimistic. That's about good. Life. So I think really... Probably around the time that that getting 3,000 subscribers by the end of this year on the Drywall Doctor, um, once that looked like it was going to happen maybe a month and a half ago, was when I really started being like, okay, you know, it's so interesting to me. And not to be like superstitious or too evangelical about the situation, but it's like I found coincidences, positive coincidences happen when you're living a better life. 
and negative coincidences tend to happen when you're not really taking care of yourself or, you know, other people around you. And for me, you know, I attribute that as yeah, to my faith and it's, uh, it's, it's sort of reassured me that, okay, I found somebody in Ray who's given me so much more than work, so much more than, you know, wisdom and stuff like that, but really, uh, and a shining example of like what a fully recovered life can look like. And just to sort of feed off of that energy, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. You're, you're around positive people and it just, you know, it goes in. But more than that, I learned the biggest thing I learned this year, the biggest takeaway that I had is the fact that I believe you can only control yourself. Like fundamentally, that's what I always go back to when I feel stress or anxiety or stuff like that. I try to remember what, what did I learn in 2017? It's that you can only control yourself, right? You can – and what does that actually mean? Like it took – like, yeah, I mean that makes sense. That would have made sense to me before. But to actually understand what living a life where you're, you're only focused on controlling yourself means, you can let go of anger. Like, I mean I was telling you – like you were getting me riled up before we started recording uh, the live stream today. It's like, oh, the politics part. Like oh, I, I had yeah. mentioned like <laughs> – like raise a Trump supporter, okay? Like <laughs> cool, and then and then you start talking about just all these. Like, can you believe you know, net neutrality? Like our internet costs are going to go up and slower internet. No, 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 no. This no. is what happened. But you're like somehow no. But somehow we started talking okay, a little yeah. about the net neutrality because you were talking about how the internet speed was slow, and then you had mentioned something like, oh yeah, and I think these guys are you know hardcore Trump supporters, supporters, which was you, which was you trying to tell me so. Don't, don't like Saint, say don't rock it. the boat. And then I said, uh, hey, maybe I'll just throw out there, hey guys, I think the internet's slow because of this net neutrality thing. And then that, <laughs> like, you're like, what the hell? Well, don't forget, before you said that, you said, uh, I'm so excited to vote in 2020. You you said that. I don't know if you remember saying that. I do remember that. You yes. remember saying yeah, that? Okay, I remember saying good. that. Yeah. You remember everything. Because we were talking about, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, you're, you said you're so excited to vote for 2020. So, I mean, that was like, but. Um, yeah. So, but I'm like, and what did I say afterwards? I said something to the extent of like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It only distracts. Like, yeah. like don't say it. But, yeah, because but the, point, <laughs> the point I was trying to convey is like, we can't control that. Like, we can't control political discourse or anything like that. What we can control is the interpersonal relationship. You said right this now, is a so. joyous moment. Just, just, don't just ruin let it, it be. Yeah, <laughs> just don't be, ruin yeah. it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I really, oh man, that would have been so funny if I just dropped that little... Nugget. Nugget. Yeah. And seeing what Nugget happened. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you can only control yourself. You can only control yourself. Yeah. And so, I mean, really allowing – because really, I did feel halfway through this year just a release in my personal burdens that I felt of holding on to other – like the fact that I just couldn't believe that Ray had a Trump sign out in front of his yard like six months after the election. And that, <laughs> six and months like, after the election. And it's like – like. And genuinely, the conversations that we've had at all have all centered around, well, you know, I mean, basically, I believe Fox yeah. News and uh, everything else is fake news. And you can't convince somebody like that otherwise. And I felt really frustrated because I'm like, how you have such a good recovery program? How can you believe lies and deception and go counter to everything your recovery program teaches? That is 
the definition of what being a Trump, Trump supporter is all about. How can you live like that? And I'm like, <gasps> screaming at my hand, like screaming at a pillows. Not really, but that was sort of like the internal yeah. like stress that I felt is like I'm building up my arguments. Like, how can I communicate this in a way that like show him he's a fucking idiot? That's how he says political beliefs. <laughs> And I came to that point in, in like June or something like that, where where it's like it, it just hit me, and I, I was actually it was actually I talked with I was talking with my mom actually, and it's like oh my goodness. you know uh, I, it, we can only control ourselves, and that's when I realized listen like he's doing the best that he can, he's trying to live an intentional life, he's only controlling himself. Yeah, he may be a moron when it comes to understanding cultural and social issues and he'll never accept or acknowledge that. He'll assume that he's a he's an informed voter. That's fine. Like whatever. We're not running a politics channel. <laughs> we can survive that. But like just to be like he's trying to be a good person and it doesn't matter how ignorant his political beliefs are that as long as he's trying to be a good Amen. person, loving people around him, you can believe that triceratops are being hunted and killed. And if you're a good per- person, Jesus, if Jesus you're with good, his if fishing you're a good person, you're you're cool in my book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, Jesus hunting dinosaurs. No, oh. Um, gosh. Oh my goodness. So funny. Oh my goodness. Uh. Yeah. How do we even start talking about all that? New Year's, man. Our takeaway from 2017. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But also in the year of the reckoning, as as yeah. mine it was, I saw it in culture and society all around us. I mean, we – this year, we really had to come to terms with our misbehavior as a culture. You look at the Me Too movement. You look at all these racist neo-Nazis, you know, killing people in, in, in Charleston and all the other places. Yeah. You look at um, – you look at uh, immigration and 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 the refugee crisis in other countries. Us having to deal with a government now that says we don't want any foreigners, basically, and it's like we as a country, us like regular citizens in the middle of the road who just want to like get along with everyone and have like have a happy life, right? All of us realized, well, crap. I mean, we've been sitting on the sideline for so long. You said you you were looking forward to voting in 2020. You would have never said that if Hillary Clinton was elected in 2016. I, no. I guarantee it. Well, I should say this. Or maybe I you want to vote clarify. against her. No, like, I, I no, wish no, I had no, voted no, no. for Trump. I do want to clarify. I did vote in this last election. Um, yeah. I'm just more excited to vote for the next election. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that, that uh, degree of excitement is, I think – the, the coming of reckoning of our culture. It's like, what do we stand for as Americans? And I think I think 51% of Americans can agree on loving your neighbor and like loving your neighbor as yourself. Like fundamentally, I think that as an American society, we can all come to that agreement on some level. And if just 50% plus one stand up and say that, then, you know, positive good things will happen. You see women, you know, getting up and saying we are going to be representatives of your community now we're going to be we have equal representation we want to we want to you know reflect that in our elected officials so you know it's interesting i think that i think that there's you know probably a little bit more to come but this really was the build up of the year of the reckoning and i think that we're going to have some you know some uh whiplash into the early 2018s mm-hmm. and still I, I'm guessing like Robert Mueller is going to come down with his indictments and stuff in the coming months. So we're going to s- still see the year of the reckoning continue into 2018 a little bit. But I think that 
as as was reflected in my own life, I I felt like it was sort of fitting culturally that we were going through this period of people people who were perceived to be like good upstanding people turn out to be just utter sleaze bags or just doing wrong things and sometimes they knew that they were doing bad things and sometimes they didn't but all the same if you're doing a bad thing you have to come to terms with that yeah and uh and i think that that was an interesting sort of parallel that i was walking on my own recovery program this year but man so much it's it's been a long fucking year 2017 um, was the longest year. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, all my time, I just spent so much time at Second City. It, the whole year just, like, went by really fast for me. Yeah, because you had so, a lot of positive things going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even 2016, I have a lot of positive even 2016 wasn't as long as 2017 was. Like, even when I, you know, got convicted and all that. And uh, entered a recovery program and stuff like that. It was kind of new. I was still gambling up until like what January, yeah, early 10th? January, 13th? January tenth is my clean date. And uh, so, I mean, I was still in that like surreal world of like I this permanent escape from reality was still like, well, what do I do without this permanent escape from reality? Mm-hmm. I'm sort of like all over the place kind yeah. of thing. Trump gets elected in 2016. That's like a mind fuck. But I mean. <laughs> Leading up to that year, we're all assuming Hillary Clinton, you know, we're all turning the corner where it's going to yeah. be positive. A woman's going to lead the free world for the first time, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone's, everyone was feeling like, okay, like things are looking up. Like Russia may be trying to hack our elections, but that's cool. Like we're all, yeah. we're, economy's doing the best it had in years. And then 2017 comes around. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> we have a dirty fucking closet. Yeah. That needs to be cleaned, and we cleaned the shit out of that closet. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, so as as man, fucking closet, dude. This closet needs to be. Cleaned. I just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling joy and hope in a way that 2017 could not have provided. I feel the same about 2018. Very hopeful. I'm very excited that I just, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be good. I have no idea what's going to happen either. I mean, the drywall doctor may not even exist in a year, but I don't know. Like, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. I don't know what, but yeah. I feel like the excitement and the anticipation of uh, what's to come is, uh, yeah. So do you have any plans for tonight, New Year's Eve? I, I have plans that I have not solidified so that I'm not reprimanded if I choose not yeah. to go out. What, uh, right now I'm leaning towards not going out. Because um, I one do not feel like spending the night on in some I do not feel like spending the night somewhere that is not my home. Would it be in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. I also do not want to drive out there. And oh, you'd the be only driving. reason I would drive is Dude, so that I could dri- is so that I could drive back right, so that I don't have to spend the night on someone's couch, and I could take the train. But the train requires me to be back at Ogilvy by twelve forty, which completely oh no yeah not, negates, a, not on New Year's yeah, absolutely the, uh, reason to even go out in the first yeah. place yeah and you but do not the reason for all this I would drive if it was twenty five or thirty degrees outside you should never drive on New Year's Eve dude it's I the deadliest night of the year New Year's Eve is the deadliest night of the year oh you do not want to be out on New Year's Eve N- absolutely not. 
Like, that is the number one thing I that I learned. I don't drink very much. It, it's not you. It's everyone else who's drunk on the road. Yeah, that's like, you're right. There's, um, but that's, like, the 101 thing that I've heard, I can't count how many times, is you never drive on New Year's Eve. Like, you avoid it like the plague. Really? Never try to drive on New Year's Eve. Interesting. I mean, like, I like until until about 8 o'clock. Like, but from 8 o'clock through, through the next morning... Even in the next morning, because everyone's going to wake up hungover and get on the road drunk. Mm-hmm. That's the cop's number one, like, holiday. Interesting. So. I was not aware. I guess I just didn't realize that. Yeah. It's... I can't believe you you hadn't realized that. I it mean, just never like, occurred to me. That's Because like, yeah. I don't... All the other New Year's Eves, I don't... I'm not, like, driving. I did last year. Well, you think about it this way. It's universally celebrated by everyone. Everyone brings in the new year. It's not like Christmas. It's not yeah. like a. It's not like Thanksgiving. It's not like. I mean, it's not like a cultural thing. Yeah. It's it's a. It it is the only universally celebrated it's a global event. It's the only universally except for in China, I think, because um, they got their own calendar, right? And the and and, North and, Korea. and, and, and Israel, yeah. Israel's got yeah. the Jewish calendar, but, uh, yeah, you you never want to drive on New Year's Eve. Good to know. So. But yeah, my plans are to yeah, not yeah, to, uh, really do anything. And the only reason for that is because it's super cold outside. And I don't care to Understandable. be out with it being super cold. Is it a college party or is it a No, so I got or... a few things. I got like three or four things I could do, but I don't... See, I don't want to be freezing my ass off is the thing. That's really what it is. And the one I've had a couple of New Year's where it's been like you know in Minnesota, saying? like sub zero, and I'm just like, why are we outside right now? Like, why are we walking? And I know what's going to happen is either what's going to happen is I'm going to go from one place to another, you know, spend a bunch of money on get on Ubers going from one place to another, yep. freezing my ass off. Oh, in the and process. can't imagine the rates for New Year's Eve. Yeah, so like, it's just like if I lived downtown, for sure I would go out, but like I don't think so. I'm good. Yeah. But that could change, I'm sure. I went as, to bed last night at nine o'clock. I went to bed at like ten, so, ten thirty. So it's like I think. To, I think what I'm going to do tonight is also again go to bed at like nine or ten. I remember that one like Simpsons nine. episode where there's fireworks for the new year, and then Flanders like wakes up and mails his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> like, wakes uses the fireworks as his like alarm and wakes up and mails his taxes that. Oh, that's awesome. You're totally like a Flanders, dude. <laughs> you are totally a Flanders. I, I never actually a, realized that. You, I just you need, need a mustache. Stash. You need a pretty, pretty cool stash. What about you? Uh, I'm going to bed early. I'm, nice. I'm uh, not this year. I don't think there's there's not any particular like reason, reason to, to celebrate. I mean, and it's been a busy last couple of days setting all this stuff up. I'm kind of tired. My but. main <laughs> thing is I don't want tonight to slow me down for tomorrow. Yes. I don't want to stay out late and wake up at like 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm thinking going into bed at like 10 o'clock, waking up at 6, and just starting the new January 1st off in the best way possible. Wake up early, have a nice cup of coffee, just, you know, maybe read something, like read read a book. Because I've been actually thinking about that more and more since we've talked about that. Dude, you got to pick up uh, Walden, Henry David Throws Walden. I read some more this morning. I have a a list of books. And was just like, wow, dude. But you'll just $40 million slave is on my list. You'll be be appreciative of just, he's an artist, dude. He's a fucking artist. And I just can't, it's just so magical the way he writes. (laughs) What what is it? $40 million slave? 
that's the one that Neil gave me like a year and a half ago to read, and I haven't gotten around oh, really? to it yet. Uh, yeah, so I, I have a list of, I think, six books in my queue, none of which I got to this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm actually thinking, I'm thinking that might be a nice way to like end the nights is like doing a half hour, 45 minutes of reading, something like that, because less, less uh, LED lights and stuff like yeah. that help calm the, the system. And that's what my apps are recommending too. Turn off your really? devices and things, which it's standard like health practice for the less light, the less uh, artificial light that you have, the better sleep you're going to get at night. So, yeah. Um, but hey, yeah, there's nothing wrong with partying on New Year's Eve, man. Like to all those people out there that are celebrating it. I have. Uh, just don't drive. Yeah, no I, I'll probably have a few glasses of wine. I think what I'll do is I have a bottle of wine. I think I'll drink the whole bottle over the course of a couple hours and then that way I'm done with the bottle by like eight or nine, mm, mm-hmm. you know, hydrate and just go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is it? Uh, did you know that a glass of wine is an, uh, like a regular like table glass of wine is half a bottle? It was like like uh, the, the red wine, the red wine. Oh, like larger. if you put it in if a big old. If you filled it up to the top. Oh, of, the whole glass of, of of the actual table glass for red wine. It's a it's a full half bottle of wine. Yeah, I think I didn't know that. It's I like, didn't actually. That's a lie. I, I did not know that, but I find that believable because a bottle of wine only has about four glasses, and you only fill the glasses. You know, if you have it like with a stem. Yes, about exactly. halfway. So I think I learned that. Uh, I learned that a couple of weeks ago on NPR. <laughs> My buddy Chris, this this dude. This dude fills up his wine glasses like grape juice. Oh, my goodness. Like, he fills it up to the top. Yeah. And he'll just drink it like juice also. Really? Yeah. He doesn't like he drinks, Yeah. He, no. But I don't – I can't tell if – see, I've noticed this when we're in big – when we're in groups. Um. So I'm sure he has, ed- like, more etiquette when he's out with his girlfriend or whatever. But, like, I noticed this when we were uh, – well, when we lived together and we'd w- drink wine – on like Monday nights, sometimes we'd drink wine, eat cheese and crackers, and watch like a scary movie. But we're like trying to get a little drunk. And this mm-hmm. is in our like our early, mid to early twenties. And when we were out one time a few months ago, like or we were out with our other friends from college, and like we were trying to do some drinking. Mm-hmm. So that too. But it was just really funny to to notice that because he he drank. We split him and I split a bottle, and he easily drank. 80 to 85 percent of the bottle oh, he was the friend who you were talking about yeah. all the time. Yep, I that. like episode like 38 yeah. or something like that yeah he was the one that i might try and see tonight but i'm like eh, i can see him in a couple weeks it's his birthday in a couple weeks so i can just see him then yeah i mean i i really don't uh i don't really have anything else cool well neither do i so so uh, see you in the new year yeah fuck you 20 <laughs> I thought you were going to say, fuck you, Victor. No. For a split second, I thought that was directed at me. No, because I was looking right, right in your eyes. Because you were like, you were, yeah, you were looking no, right at me. Fuck you, 2017. See you in the new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year.